Our scripture for today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 31 through chapter 13, verse 13. And our summer sermon title today is Love Endures All Things. This is the Lord's word. But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it too will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his word. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. One more time, good morning. Good morning. I'd like to welcome the children to come up for our children's message today. So children, if you can come up, we have some seats for you. Hi, everyone. Hi. Today I'm going to teach you one very important lesson, okay? Repeat after me. Jesus will always love me. Can you guys see that? Jesus will always love me. Wait, one, two, three. Jesus will always love me. You know that a lot of times, you know, we will do wrong things. And a lot of times we do those wrong things. And we know we're doing wrong, right? But sometimes we say, I can't help it. I can't help it. And then your mommy and daddy, you might get mad at you, right? Because you do the same thing over and over again. Right? Isn't it right? <laughs> but you know what? Your mommy, your mommy and daddy love you so much that your mommy and daddy will cover it up and say, it's okay. You know, Jesus does the same thing for us. You know, Jesus will always say, I will forgive you. I'm always there. So if you do something wrong to God, we always have to think, I can do it without any time, and God will always say, I forgive you. So we never say to God, God, I'm too bad. I'm, I'm not good enough. You're not going to love me. You're not going to forgive me. 
second thing is that we should never give up in trying to change to be like God. Say, I will never give up. In our message today, we will be um, going through verse 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In many ways, this verse is sort of a summary of what we've seen in verses 31 um, through verse 6. What love is to be, what love is to do for God's people. And of course, how God has loved you and me. Love is the hallmark of the Christian person. Love is what Christ did for us at the cross by loving us not simply with words, but with his actions. And his actions reflected the truth nature of reality that all of us were sinners and needed someone to die in our place. Jesus' love was not made up. Jesus sought what was true for you and me. And Jesus followed that line of reasoning. And that line of reasoning led him again once to suffer and to die on that cross. So here we are in verse 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The first thing I want to um, 
bring your attention to is the word all things. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. This word all things does not literally mean everything. And we should know that by now. All things doesn't mean that we are allowed to love our sin. That we're not allowed, that we are allowed to love wrongdoing. That we are allowed to love falsehood. That we are allowed to love the things of our flesh. This all things is limited to that which brings glory to God. To that which is in, in step with his character. To that which is best for us for in order for us to live a life reflective of what God has given us. But all things also has a positive tenor to it as well. All things isn't simply the things that were things that are that, that happen in our lives. But all things also includes, well, at all times as well. When he says to us, love bears all things, he means all things every time for all time. And so all things has this limited character in the sense that we are to, to look at things that reflect God's character and truth. But it also has this expansive category as well, what all things means at all times, in every circumstance, that we are all to love. And so for us as God's people, the question is, okay, what is it that I'm leading people to? And the preparation of our hearts must be, I have to do this until Christ returns. There is no time limit. There is no, I'll give you six months to change your ways. There is the eternality about love. And that's the way it should be. So let's look at some of these things and see how it reflects what we need to be doing as people who have been loved by God. First, love bears all things. Now, that word in the Greek, we, it's translated here, bears, but you can see this, this word meaning love covers all things. Love bears all things the way we, we hear it. But when we hear that word, oftentimes we hear you sort of clench your teeth and you bear it. It's like a little kid who gets a vaccination and you could see them just, just about to cry, about to scream, and, and the nurse comes and gives them the vaccination and, and you could see that he's just simply bearing it. He's, he's tolerating what's happening to him. And oftentimes in our lives when we say, well, love bears all things, I'm going to bear you. I'm going to tolerate you here at this church. There are some of you here, I don't want you here, but I'll tolerate you. You might look around and say, you know what? I, I, I can, I can, there's some people I can love. There's some people I can tolerate. And then, you're, and then we understand we're not using the word love properly, are we? But that's not what this word means when it says love bears all things. Love does not tolerate all things. Love covers all things. What does love do? 
Love sees when there is wrongs and sins that have been committed against one another. And that there are times in our lives that instead of nitpicking everything that happens because yes, there's enough sin that we could point out to one another forever and ever. But there's a time where love covers over those multitude of sins. And love bears it. Love covers it. Love does not point it out. But love looks to look at what God is doing in their lives and not what God is not doing in their lives. Love enables us to look at the Spirit of God that is living in them. We all have this tendency, do we not? We have these idols in our hearts that we want people to change in a certain way that suits our hearts and our purposes. We want people to change in such a way that if only they would, to use a frivolous example, if only they would leave the seat down in the bathroom. If only they would stop nagging me all the time. But love bears all things. Love covers all things. This is where we start as a heart of a believer. When you love someone, your first thought has to be not how can I change this person, but your first thought has to be how can I love them as they are? Many of us, we, we look for friendships, even in the church, and we look for them according to, does this person's character, personality match up with mine? What do we have in common? And we decide friendships on the basis of that. But when we say love bears all things, love recovers all things, that's never the first question. The first question is when I look at someone, how can I love them as they are? How can I love them as they are? They're totally different from me. The way they speak is totally different from me. What they enjoy doing in their free time is totally different from me. The sins they're wrestling with, it irks me too much. I, I can't deal. It's, it's too, it irks me. But how can I love them? Love commands us to bear all things to cover all things. Secondly, love believes all things and hopes all things. Let me put these two together. Love believes all things and hopes all things. That means in anything and everything that happens in that other person's life, love believes and loves hopes with an expectation that that person, himself or herself, can change, can grow, can become more like God himself. That word hope is more, means more of expectation. 
And so when we love people, we cover over their sins. But when we see what they need to grow in, there's an expectation. There's a belief that that person can change. That God is working in them. That that old self that's lived with for their flesh can die. And that new self that the Lord has put in them can grow. Love does not give up on people. Love does not look at people and say, that's simply a character flaw and they're never going to change. But we follow what Scripture tells us. That there are some behaviors that belong to us formerly that we can now change Instead of hating, we can love. Instead of envying, we can rejoice. Love does not give up on people. For those of you who are single, people often ask me, how do I know if this person's the one? If for some reason the Lord gives you someone that you think about marrying. You might ask, how do I know this person is the one? And you might think, well, the Bible doesn't really teach about, you know, dating and, and marriage in a sort of a modern sense. But there's one thing I can say. You know that you love that person, and that person can potentially be your spouse. Is one, you look at them. And you love them just as they are. And then number two, you see what they can be. You see what they can be when Christ returns. You see them without their sins. You see them without their flaws. You see them as Christ intended them to be. And you believe and you expect God to change them. You see something in someone that no one else can see. You see something in that person that most people would doubt. But because of your love for that potential spouse, some people will say love is blind to me. Love opens your eyes to eagerly expect and hope that the Lord will change that person according to his glory. Lastly, love endures all things. We talked about this with the term all things, is that there is an endurance to love. Love never gives up. Love, let me say this again, love never gives up. And you might know this from a, a positive example from your life or a negative example from your life, but you know in your heart that love is something that never gives up. 
there are stories in this room that I know of where you feel like your parents gave up on you. That after a while, they were saying, you know what? You are what you are. And your parents seem to just sort of tolerate you, having you around. Hey, how are you? How's life? But there's no more pep talk. There's no more arms around you. There's no more words of encouragement. And you know from a negative experience that this can't be love. There are those of you here, by God's grace, have had parents who, who've known the Lord for a long time. And they might know every single secret in your life because you tell them. And your mom or your dad always wants to talk with you and always wants to encourage you. Always bears with you. And your love grows between one another. Love endures all things. Love keeps going in all things. For us as God's people, we do not know how long we are here on this earth. We, we don't. I don't even know how long, you know, even this church, it's, it's, oh, people are going to come in and out all the time. It's the way the world works. But our duty is not to sort of put time limits in our love for one another. Our duty is to love one another for as long as the Lord has, has us together. Our duty is to endure together. Our duty is to cover each other's sins together. Our duty is to be hopeful for one another. There's important practical implication for this for all of us. If you yourself, if you yourself cannot bear things, cover other people's sins, if you yourself aren't able to believe and expect others to change, if you yourself cannot endure for the long haul with other people, much of that is reflected upon you yourself and how much love you have received from the Lord. Let me say that again. One of the reasons you yourself have a, are hard on yourself, hard on yourself, and you can't even bear to see your own sins, and you go down that spiral very quickly, is because you have not allowed the Lord to cover your own sins. If you yourself have no expectation that you can fight sin and win. If you yourself have no expectation that you can grow in the Lord, then that means you haven't rested in Jesus and His power 
to grow in you as well. To grow in you as well. And if you have no patience with yourself, if you're not in the long haul for yourself to grow in the Lord, then that means you have not allowed the Lord's eternal love to rest in you as well. You see, in Matthew, Jesus likes to say, says this, the measure that you use against one another is the measure you use against yourself. How you love one another in Christ will be reflected upon how much love you receive from the Lord. How, you, how long you can endure in loving other people is reflected upon how much you understand the Lord endures in you. How much you expect other people in this church to grow in the Lord depends upon how patient you are with yourself of God changing you. The expectation of how far is my limit when someone sins against me is reflected upon how much you are patient with yourself in terms of, God, I expect you to only forgive me three times and afterwards it's on me. But our love for people reflects upon how much we understand that we're loved by God himself. And so the measure of our faith is coming to the cross once again. Do you not know, do you, do you forget that the love that Jesus not only bears your sins, but he actually died for your sins. He's covered you. That Jesus himself, his patience with you is for all things, for all times. Do you forget that the same God who saved you is the same God who will redeem you for the future and for all of eternity? Do you understand that he is patient with you? He expects you to change. He believes that you will change because he is working in you. Do you forget that God is in you? Changing you from glory to glory. And have we forgotten that the Lord himself endures with us? Parents, you heard me say to these kids that Jesus will always love them, love them, and that's true. One of our duties as parents and one of our duties as just brothers and sisters is to receive that love from God and to show that to our children. <coughs> Son, daughter, I'm with you until the very end. I'm with you to the very, very end. I will be with you to help you walk in Christ to the very, very end. I will not give up on you because my Father in heaven has never given up on me. We will not give up on each other because our Heavenly Father has never given up on us. It does not matter what happens to you, son or daughter. I'm with you. I still cringe. I still cringe any time a reporter goes up to a parent 
whose son or daughter has committed a heinous crime and asks the, the father or the mother to denounce his son or daughter. I cringe at that question. And I cringe when people, when they hear their mom and dad say, I still love my child. Like, what am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to say, my child is a horrible person? I don't want anything to deal with them anymore. But the mom or the father should say what they say. My son did something horrible, but I love him. Even if he's in jail for the next 50 years, I am going to go visit my son every day because I love him. And one day, God will change him because I believe he will change him. Here in our church, I want you to understand something. There will be days when things get very difficult. There will be days when people do things just out of character, temptation. There will be days that where, God forbid, you know, maybe you were the rebellious child. We'll have rebellious children here as well. And yet our duty is to love. Because God has loved us first. Brothers and sisters. Remember. Love is patient and kind. Does not envy or boast. Not arrogant or rude. Does not insist on its own way. Not irritable or resentful does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love does all these things for any circumstance, at any time, for all of eternity. Let us rest in God's grace that we may extend that grace to one another. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. There's no one like you. We ask of you, Lord Jesus, to teach us first, if I could put it this way, to love ourselves. In other words, to go to the cross and to know that self-love is the worst of all sins, but to be loved by you is the best of all graces. Help us to go to you and to see, Lord, that you've covered up all of our sins, everything that we've ever done, that you eagerly expect us by your spirit to grow in faith and that you'll endure all these awful things that we've done, but also your endurance lasts forever. And so, Lord, just engender that hope and joy in us knowing that we are fully loved by you. Lord, the reason why we have a hard time loving others is because we've forgotten that, and so remind us of that. And Lord, identify in our hearts and our beings people in our lives that we need to love and to love well, Lord God. Father, we need your help. We need this church to be the church that you want it to be. We need your love to be manifest here, not, not worldly love. 
not an artificial love, but the real thing, you. That people may see Jesus above all things, that you may be glorified. So help us, Lord God. In his name we pray. Amen.